1: Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on a 41-year-old from ust kemenogorsk Kazakhstan. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Israel, Wales, Kazakhstan, Germany, and England. A third rounder of the New Jersey Devils, becoming the first Israeli drafted to the show, where he is a legend of Team Israel, suiting up from 96 to 2013 running amok with 48 points and 28 games played two times, having the most apples in the world championships on route to one bronze and two gold medals folks. And he is a legend of British ice hockey after running amok with the Cardiff devils, Telford tigers and Swindon wildcats earning an autumn cup, national cup, an EPIHL league and challenge cup an EIHL challenge cup and KO cup. And rumor has it, had to act crazy to get out of jail. Welcome to the shed, Max of Beerbrier.
0: Hello, boys and girls. And uh, <laughs> finally, nice to be here. I thought you'd never ask.
1: <laughs> oh, I always had you on my radar ever since um, my, I guess, car trips to Cardiff Met with Tyson Marsh. Oh, here you go. Uh, yeah. Tyson's a sound guy. Yeah, and he told me some good stories. And when he always raved about you, I always knew I had to meet you someday, you know. Oh, you're saving best for last, I guess, eh? Well, this isn't the last one. <laughs> We're going to keep going. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> this will be the end of your show. Yeah, no, no, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. <laughs> but thanks for coming. Um, I get into how we know each other. And um, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of hockey players in the world, right? When everybody was telling me I was going to run out of people and I didn't know that many people. Well, I can't actually keep up. But now the fans took it upon themselves to start nominating people, which hey, I don't <laughs> mind. I, I could use some direction in my life, but um, it was Sarah curse. who's a Steelers fan, made a, her wish list right for the shed, uh, just like I made my Cardiff Devils 2022 wish list right. She made a wish list of who she wanted in the shed, and then Stuart Kelly wrote a few Devils, and he tagged you, and it's that easy, right? He tags you. I hit pop message. Want to come to my shed tomorrow?
0: <laughs> next thing you know, you're here. It's a beauty of social media. eh? It can, it, it can be good. It can be bad. You never know.
1: It can make the world really small, but it can also make people
0: idiots, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he's not an idiot for inviting me, but.
1: No, yeah. I don't think so. I actually always wanted to have you on. And I think it was months and months ago. I one time put it up. I said, who would you like to see in the shed? And you were a name that came up multiple times. Oh, nice. Thanks. Yeah. Well, hey, I didn't I didn't do it. Um, okay. marshy told me the story, okay. I want to know right off the hop here. We're gonna get into this right off the hop. Come on, let's get out of the way. Okay. He told me that you had to do, I like to start rumors in the shed. Okay. He told me, I think, that you had to do military service for your country and you were drafted to the NHL and you had to do the military service, but you didn't want to because you're trying to be a hockey player you end up having to go to jail or
0: something and you had to act crazy to get out of jail true or false uh it's partial false because uh, marshy got to get his facts straight a little bit so uh, i i'm you know it's like a game <laughs> telephone i don't know maybe i've changed the story too <laughs> no it's um, i i guess i didn't have to act um too too <laughs> too much um Obviously, in Israel, everybody have to go to the army. Um, and it's a mandatory thing. It's uh, uh the boys have to go for three years, girls got to go for two. Um, and just how it works, and, you know. They, there's a lot of fighting going on there. Well, they have to. It's a tiny country surrounded by not very friendly countries, and uh, apparently, it's the most ready army in the world. So, like, they can go to war within like I don't know thirty seconds or something like that. Um, and uh, I, one of my <laughs> Uh, in my hockey career, one of my routes was like, I made a quick stop in Israel uh, for like less than a year of living there. I quickly realized that there's a little bit more sand than ice hockey there. So uh, I was fortunate to um, to kind of move quickly from Israel in terms of my career to go to Canada. Um, and You know, obviously the best country if you want to develop any hockey skills. Um, but uh, because I had an Israeli passport, when you turn 18, you have to you have to go to the army. I didn't know that you, you have to show up right on your 18th birthday. And my, apparently there was letters showing up at my house. My parents didn't say anything. They're still in Israel. I was in Canada playing junior hockey. So um, they, uh, they, uh, when an 18th birthday strike, they make your passport expire on your 18th birthday. So then, so then they have you to have to show up. Well, to... they have to have a trust. So I want I, I thought, Oh, I just have to go and pop by the, uh, the embassy in Toronto and get my new passport renewed and everything. But, they said, Yeah, 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 no problem. We'll renew your passport. You just have to fly back. Uh, and just because it's your 18th, you got to do it in Israel. I was like, Yeah, okay, no problem. Uh, hopped on a plane. Next thing you know, my parents are waiting in the baggage claim. I'm never coming out because <laughs> uh, I've got the passport, uh, you know, the passport control and they're stamps. I didn't get any stamps. I got uh, two guys coming from behind, grabbed me from behind, put the handcuffs, and all she wrote spend the night in uh israeli jail um in army jail next thing you know six o'clock uh court martial. yeah great okay um and it was literally pretty much like a normal court except there's only one officer and another guy writing his notes i was like oh okay that's weird um he said right okay well you'd never show up for the army you're like 18 and a half now you have to go i said oh no i'm not i just like my my season just finished in hockey like I'm, I'm going to school because if you go to school um they delay it like you you don't have to go until you finish your schooling
2: school.
0: yeah um and i'm like i'm going to school in Canada. It's like oh well, prove it and I, was like, I don't have it on me just pick me up in the airport it's like oh that's too bad uh, okay uh i said well i'm playing for israeli national team i'm trying to you know um sweeten them up a little bit yeah. i'm like i like i'm kind of famous you know yeah, like <laughs> yeah when it comes to israel yeah um, yeah he's like well nah. you gotta be famous for israeli ice nah. hockey. no he goes nah that's not nothing you have to go to thing you have two choices basically and this is like three minutes into conversation on in the court uh case or whatever you want to call it and he said uh you either have to go to jail or you go uh, or you go to the army i was like well i'm not going to the army he's like all right jail for you then you know next thing you know that's it i'm off in the same clothes i'm going so to you were either going jail. to
1: jail or to the army you, for three oh,
0: years for three years so i was like jail sounds like a good choice at this uh at this junction so i was like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um yeah so was, this was when for, you just went to renew your passport <laughs> yeah it's just like this is like a summer just season just finished i'm gonna go see my parents for like a couple of you know months go go to the beach in israel and germany my- nah it didn't turn out that way so then um, how long did you go to jail for yeah so the jail was around a month and a half until i uh, met this basically it was like one of those real jails right except it's an army like if you committed a crime while you're in the army that's where you're going I, as far as i'm concerned i didn't commit any crimes i was like one of those movies like what was the i forgot the movie though never mind but uh, i'll go on there i'm like you know, I didn't do really think I'm innocent. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all
1: we're all innocent, innocent. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but anyways, fast forward like month and a half. I'm like, right, I'm in one here. Like, this is where I'm like depressed now.
1: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> well, you gotta be a little bit. You're even jail um, for a month and a
0: half. Well, what I realize is actually worse than normal jail because over you in army jail like they consider you that you in the army so so they like don't let you go to sleep till midnight and then they wake up at like four in the morning so you're getting like four four or five hours sleep on purpose they like literally trying to show you oh you didn't want to go you know on your own so we're gonna we're gonna really like yeah give it to you you know so i start i quickly didn't like it i was like oh man this is not good um how long were they saying you were gonna be in jail indefinitely it's basically you go to jail if you don't want to go to the army so i was like i didn't realize that at the time but i was like i was asking around and it was literally like groups of like you have your, you have your black guys you have your like you know the, the the russian guys you know you have the it's really like that it's like that it's separation so luckily russian guys were the biggest force in there so i was like oh this is great so they took me under my wing they're like oh are you playing hockey so i played the hockey card and yeah. like, they took me under the sort of their supervision if you want to call it, um, not in like, not like in a nasty way, in the, in the positive way. right? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't even cells. It was like, um, what do you call them? Like tents, like army tents. So you got eight double bunk beds. So there's 16 guys in this tent. There's like one light. <laughs> yeah. And, and the examples are like, there's the, nobody really screwed around with Russians. So this guy would just like our light broke once that, uh, or just gone out. So we're like, oh, what are we going to do? but He's like, don't worry about it. He just walked into the next tent where like the, uh, the Israelis were, or whatever, just unscrewed it and put it in ours. Like nobody said anything to him, you know, like it was kind of bizarre. Like it was. It was um. Bizarre.
1: Okay. Just my curious question. What were they feeding you while you're in there? What's the food like?
0: Well, it was just all oh, right. I guess food like baba ganoush, hummus and all that stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> just cute. No, I, like the food was normal, like something that again, like something that would feed you in the army. You know, okay. The problem was, I didn't have any clothes, I only had the same clothes I just like flew in with. So, to my socks, like, there was a big problem my shoes and my socks. It was like you can imagine, like, there's no washer or dryers or anything. It was the <laughs> same goddamn socks and underwear for like a month until my my dad was allowed to come and see me <laughs> and like give me some clothes. That was the best day of my life. Um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like, and eventually- that's
1: crazy, man. And they were waiting at the baggage claim, just waiting for their son to come out. That's 18 years old. And then they don't see you for a month and a half and you're in jail.
0: Well, yeah. They didn't even know. So I, I did get my one phone call, you know, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not coming out. So you better go off like home. So they can, you know, they grab my luggage and everything, but were you already drafted to the NHL? No, no, this was the, this was the summer, right? So, I was coming off of an injury. I had a broken ankle at the time. So I'm in there with like a broken ankle thinking like, what is going on? Like my life is over. Career is over. like Korea. I didn't even really think of a career. I was just like, I may turn pro at at, at that point. Like, But did you think
1: I'm, you're, you, if that's the summer you get drafted, you obviously. No, have...
0: Well, no, by the way, I'm playing tier two hockey, right? Yeah. In some in the in a town, which is 5,000 people in Ontario somewhere, which I didn't know, like Shelburne, Ontario. Um, that's where that you point, played
1: Shelburne, like not far from here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Shelburne on uh, Shelburne Wolves. Uh, that's what my two years, the, uh, my first two years, I just kind of came. They're to... in the
1: senior A loop around here. They're called the Shelburne Muskies now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. They had the Muskies, I think back in the day as well. They probably did. Yeah. 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 So uh, <laughs> that's where I kind of started. But at the time I, I was just, be you know for me i'm coming out from ussr russia to like pretty much finished by being in, in israel i didn't think i was going to continue playing at all actually at that point but they just asked me to play for a national team like in israel after kind of seeing me for like five minutes on the ice with my jeans just literally just cocky stick and my jeans they're like oh do you want to play for a national team so that kind of just snowballed when did that happen well, when I arrived in Israel when I was 16, uh, my dad's friend happened to be like, oh, I run a hockey team in the same town we were in. We we're like, oh, oh OK, well, I'm just going to check it out. So he said, oh, OK, do you know how to skate? I'm like, yeah, a little bit, you know, <laughs> but obviously I played in a good level in like the USSR, like in Kazakhstan. I was, from, I, I was think from we got
1: the- I, th- I think we got to get this on the rails here. I need yeah, to start from the start. OK. I think, you were, born yeah, in, I think <laughs> let's, we're in the wrong spot of your life now. I think we got, okay, folks, we're doing it different this time. We're still into how we know each other, but this is a long first story. <laughs> this is a long tale. Okay. You were born in Kazakhstan, but you're Israeli. So yeah. Who's from where mom, dad, what What do you got going yeah, on here? So, so
0: I'm, how far do you want to go back? Do you want to be all the way until your you're
1: coming out of the uterus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. I want to go before that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go for it. <laughs> basically my grandfather is from like Moscow or something well, okay. not, not something he's from Moscow yep. right? uh, sorry my great grandfather my, my, my then grandfather obviously born in Moscow however he ironically my great grandfather was an ambassador or something like that into UK uh, and he was stationed in Bristol and my grandfather this is a story my grandfather when he was a child he went to like this camp, like the kids camp in Cardiff. You believe it. Like the coincidence. He, yeah. he told me when he was alive, he told me a story. He couldn't believe that I ended up in the place where he went to this some sort of camp. So anyways, um, and his family was Jewish. So when they returned from his assignment, whatever in UK, back to Moscow, he was automatically labeled as a traitor. <laughs> um, and basically, my great grandfather was put against the wall and shot. So like they executed Stalin. Do you remember Stalin? I don't know. If yeah, how... yeah, yeah. So, and then rest of the family got put on the... And um... that was because
1: he went on an assignment?
0: Yeah, some... I mean, they said, send... once you go abroad from um, from like Russia, from USSR back in the day, yeah. from the communist lockdown country, when you come back, you automatically viewed as a spy and as a traitor. It doesn't help that, that you're Jewish. So then... There's another reason to to like basically put you against the wall and shoot you right, rather than Jesus. Yeah. So the rest of the family, including my grandfather, was put on the train and shipped over to Kazakhstan, which was like basically prairies back in the day. And all how of old the,
1: how old's your grandpa at this point, where his dad's just been shot?
0: I want to say like probably fourteen, something like that. around like young, yeah. And so that's how. My grandfather's side, the Jewish side, ends up in Kazakhstan, which is essentially prairies. And everybody was kind of shipped who are non-white Russian, uh, basically over there, to develop to Kazakhstan. And that's how Kazakhstan really ended up being under the USSR sort of control. And because Kazakhstan right by China and Mongolia. Like, where my town where I played hockey and and was born is about 500 kilometers from China and something like 800 from Mongolia. but. So it's an Asian background sort of country, okay. like a, you know, partially Muslim. So, but it's 60% Russians because from all like the USSR days when everybody was shipped over there, you know, the, there, the Germans, yeah. you feel like, if you're not, yeah. So it's a bit like racist thing going on, right? Well,
1: there's so a lot of different
0: that backgrounds. It's there. a melting pot. Uh, that's what melting- I was going
1: to say. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit of a melting
0: pot. So that's how, and then my other part of the family was just normal Russians. Somehow they also ended up there. Then they made my parents, you know, the grandparents made my parents there. And then all of a sudden I was, and then we fast forwarding now to, I'm 16. So the USSR, like my parents probably thinking, right, okay, well, the USSR fell apart. It's 91. The things are really bad. We weren't too bad. My dad had a decent business, but he's like, for kids' sake, I need to get them out of here. Uh, And my grandfather had the uh, Jewish passport, Israeli passport, obviously through Israel. So that's enough to Israel will give you um, a citizenship just based on that. Because Israel wants to bring as many people in into Israel when it leads back to the army thing. Because then they get their. The bigger the country, the more bodies you have to defend it, right? Yeah. So. It's a really easy uh, immigration process in Israel. You have any links to Israel? They're like, yeah, come on in. Here's some money. We'll get you going. You know. So it's an like easy like getting
1: a German pass in the hockey world. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs>
0: um. So yeah, so that's how we ended up there. And then basically, for the good of the family, everybody kind of went over there to start a new life. But for me, I kind of thought, well, that's it. That's it for hockey for me. I'm 16. You know, I'm whatever. And by chance, we're now getting to the same point where the place where we crashed for a few days, my dad's sort of, I don't know if it was, it wasn't a relative. It was a, you know, a close friend from back in the day who was already over there. He also got to Israel, like, like everybody's going there. We're going too, you know, um, he said, uh, oh, actually, I, I just like, I coach this local hockey team. It's just for fun. I was like, oh, okay. So I went over there. I said, oh, can you skate? Yeah. All right. Put the skates on. I just had the jeans on, skates, uh, gloves and stick. He's like, can you do a lap around? I did a lap around. He goes, okay. You're can you skate backwards? <laughs> no, can you can you skate backwards? I said, yeah. Did a lap backwards. He goes, do you want to play for a national team? It wasn't, wasn't even for the his team. He's like, do you want to play for a national team? So yeah, okay. <laughs> so I barely went to school. I ended up playing for like the under 17s
1: so you had played hockey growing up in kazakhstan until you were 16 because well, yeah. Kazakhstan's well, yeah. a hockey hotbed right it, like it, they love it there
0: yes yeah. so, like i'm from the hockey town in kazakhstan right right uh from six years old full on like you're, every you're day hockey. seven yeah. days a week like i'm tired already at 16 okay
1: <laughs> it's like well you guys okay like well you may as well stay on that for a second because that's it I'm My kid's coming up in hockey right now. And there's people that do a ton of hockey with their kids, mm. a ton. And I don't do all the extra stuff, right? Because I feel like that they need to love it and they need to want to be there. When yeah. you're growing up there seven days a week and you're saying you're already tired at 16. Is when I played against the Kazakh team and I think it was a Continental Cup, I think it was a Kazakh team. But the guys didn't look like they were having fun at the ring. They looked like they were working at practice and during the game.
0: Well, you're not allowed to have fun for starters. Like they weren't smiling. It was, yeah, strict. but you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have smile and have fun. Oh, I wouldn't fit in. <laughs> no, you would not. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to wear like 18 pound lead vest. And like in, in the first practice of the day, because of the second practice of the day, you're going to have to do a couple a bit of more of that too. But do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. love hockey. I love, I obviously loved it enough to still participate and continue doing it. Even though but it's like, it was like that, but it's not viewed as fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Maybe that's why I had so much fun when I'm like, went it's, to like Cardiff. it's like being religious <laughs> and like not having sex. Like, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, what? <laughs> what's this?
1: You're allowed to have fun. So then you all of a sudden
0: just kind of overcompensate,
1: but I don't yeah. Know. Well, yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, um, that's a wild story, man. <laughs> Jeez, we're gonna be here a while today, I think. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I have so many questions. Okay, but um, so now I get it. So then, that's how you end up. You go to Canada. Then, how do you get from the Israeli to then to Canada?
0: Well, yeah, like as a U.S., I call it Russia because I know they fell out in '91. So. It is a, like, I was hardcore into hockey, like I was, like I said, I was doing two a day, so when I show up in Israel, I'm like, there's not "Ah." enough hockey. It's like, you know, there is one rink, we're in that town, and then the other one is like four hours away, which is called Canada Centre, that's Canadian Jews build, and it's like Olympic ice, and like, it's proper, like a, like a, you know, the proper facility with everything, like gyms, like football pitches, like, it's, it's a kind of said it's, you know, wealthy, wealthy Jews, just, you know, donated money. And it's like, right, we want to build, but they, as, as, as Jews are so clever, they went for the cheapest land possible. So they build this uh, kind of center four hours from the middle of the country, literally next to Lebanon, which is one of their arch nemesis. I'm talking what I'm saying next to it, the fence, you know, like the, the water where the water is for uh big blue tan. We used to have like on the back that's Lebanon border.
1: Like right there. Like the fence is there. Like if you're playing two touch, you could kick the ball over the fence. Oh yeah.
0: Like easily. (laughs) Speaking of things flying over, like there was, we were training one time, uh, for the world's or whatever, running on the, on this, uh, football, uh, like a pitch. I know you don't call it pitch on the ground. And, uh, it was nighttime already, and we can see the fucking rockets going back and forth. They like Lebanon's firing at us, and then and there's rockets actually in the sky going back and forth. And I was like, Oh my god, should we like go for cover? Like, I was like, No, no, just keep, keep as is because he goes, they, they don't shoot rockets at this town because it's too small, they shoot rockets next town. <laughs> like, don't what? worry about it. I was like, What? He's like, No, you gotta do sprints. I was like, What? So yeah, it was a little bit bizarre, like so a was little like, bit bizarre. So like so they the, were like legit bombing, like a, town? like there's an airstrike going on, like going that way, and then Israel would fire back. But holy the, shit, the you've town, seen a, you've seen a lot of shit, eh? Yeah, but the thing is, apparently, like that's <laughs> what I mean. I don't even know if this land cost any money where they built this bloody ring, because it's like who wants to be like right, tucked in right next to Lebanon, right? Um. So yeah, it was bizarre, but um. Yeah. I was going with that. So, yeah, speaking of things that, you know, you've, you've seen it. So from from this point on, I was like, oh, well, rest of it is going to be a breeze, isn't it?
1: <laughs> so, and you hadn't really spent any time in Israel then until you're 16?
0: Well, yeah. So I went over there 16. I left for Canada at 17. But really, I was there for less than 12 months. And within that, <laughs> those 12 months, I went to, uh, like I said, I went to under-17s, under-19s or 20s, like juniors. I went to like Continental Cup. I went to the senior world because each time we played, they were like, oh, do you want to go to the next? <laughs> like the older one. Because I was like, when you yeah. consider the Israelis, there's not a lot of local talent. Yes. The Israeli team contains of half are the Russian Jews and half of the Canadian and American Jews who actually can't play a bit of hockey because they just dual, They have dual citizenships, right? So there's these guys. They're, they're in from, from Canada. Yeah, so there's like legit players. That uh, have, then they you know, just everywhere. have the
1: passport, right? Yeah. yeah, and then
0: you have local guys who, like, we're trying to, like, you know, get them up and running and yeah. to the standard. So some of them are not bad, obviously. So when you put all these three pieces together, the Israeli team wasn't too bad, like, yeah. Um, when I say not too bad, obviously not on the you know the, the highest level, or the yeah. second even highest, but they're. But best you, you, you would was, you would
1: have you would have been you can you can toot your but, own horn. You must have been the best player
0: by a bit. Especially on the 16s or under 17s. Uh, okay, you know, here's like, my next
1: question because yeah. I saw the research team saw something about being most apples by a D man. I was picturing you as a forward.
0: Well, I originally when I started, I didn't turn forward till I was 13. So pretty much through a kid, I always been a D, like I always been a D man. And then one time I screwed up so bad, um, and this is where why I was happy to leave Kazakhstan because the coaches are not very nice.
1: No, mildly. I'm going
0: to be politically correct. And just say they're not very nice. Right. Um, And I screwed up one time on this big tournament. It was like a second last game. And I just, I had like the big pizza or something and they scored. And I was like, Oh oh man, that's bad. And then in the evening, that wasn't even the, the screw up. The screw up was because when we went on these road trips, we had to bring our own food. So, you couldn't bring like perishables, right? So, you have to. So, the food that we brought was like, you know, potatoes, like, yeah. you, you know, like you bring this, you bring this, you bring this. Or, so, my job was to bring salami. Okay. Yeah. So, I had, <laughs> I had the salami in my back. But once you get to where you go and you give everything to the coach, <laughs> he's like sitting there, like, you know, with We're everything. All- and, and then he will just distribute things for like, okay. So, it's an evening. Evening tea now, you know, we're going to have our salami and butter sandwiches and some tea, you know. And blah, he gives blah. it out. The coach gives it, it out. And he dishes it out. Yeah. So what I did is I forgot about the bloody salami, didn't I? No. I left it in the bag and it just got, it, it, it went off. Yeah. It actually went off. So I screwed up for the boys. There was no salami for the boys.
1: No salami. So,
0: so between my pizza and no salami that day, I was a big screw Tough up. Tough day. So next day, Tough next, day, day to recover. next day is the final so what he does is he puts me and he goes he puts me in forward and said you know what now you go and you put things right and i was like oh shit okay ironically he put me at center in the first line okay from the d he
1: went so you screw up and he takes you and says you go play first line you center. go
0: figure it out you go figure it out
1: uh, first line center
0: yeah it just looks like, I and, like and I bet you
1: you ran a mock. He eh? played guilty. I believe gonna, you forgot exactly, the salami. So, so I'm not <laughs> gonna
0: like I'm not gonna beat myself like you know to, you know in the chest. Like and say, oh yeah, but I swear to God, um, I ended up with six points. Both yeah. of my wingers had had hat tricks. Right, so I don't know. Maybe it was like a perfect thing that could have happened because. And then you were forward I, from then on. I I'd like I was like an offensive D that I kind of like to see the whole picture in front of me and like make plays. Next thing you know, maybe the sentiment fit in kind of perfectly with that. So I don't know what happened, but from that day, I never went back. No. So I, I turned forward and then the kind of like the forward, that like I, as a demon I had the physicality. So I guess it was like a power forward. So didn't find myself till further on later, but yeah. yeah so,
1: okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. I got, uh, what else do I got here? Okay. Back to how we know each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Devils fans loved you. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, anyways, um, and my uh poster maker guy, the guy that's designed the logo that made the yeah, two ales yeah. and hockey tails logo that makes all the posters for all the fellows. I'm raffling off this jersey behind me, two ales and hockey tails jersey with Walton 18 on the back. I'll sign it, do whatever. May be able to drop it off in person if you're in Cardiff for Matthew Myers testimonial, but um, he made a Devil's Legend poster of you too. That's what I was going with. That was he made one for me. I have right here, but he also made one for you. That you were a Devil's well, Legend. Here we go.
0: There you go. I right? think I might have seen it. That was was it in like a while ago? Free, a yeah, years. Free
1: Man Designs. He made a whole bunch yeah, of yeah, legend stuff through
0: COVID. Pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure I co- I compliment him on that. I think
1: he does a good job. Yeah, well, he does. So, folks, we're helping him out. He never asked me for anything in return, making all these posters, making the logo, helping me out to get where we're at in the shed here. So we're having a raffle. Aleshockeytails.com. Buy your tickets. Every all the money's going to my poster maker guy. So he keeps making them, right?
0: Oh, here we go. I'll be retweeting uh, shit unless out of the, it. unless I'll this be... is
1: the last one, like Max. Yeah, said. I'll be
0: retweeting <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, anyways, so thanks Lee. Hopefully we sell some raffle tickets. We got like a week left, I think. (laughs) Anyways,
0: where and what are you doing now? Well, I'm sitting in my kid's bedroom, but, um, I'm trying to figure out this, this whole after hockey thing. So I'm I'm back in the office and I'm, I gotta say I'm hating it. This, Mm. this office life is just not the same. It's Uh, not the same. I already, I already packed one job in from, uh, when yeah. I started the first job out of hockey, if you will, uh, proper, like a full-time job. I just couldn't, uh, like me and my boss did not like <laughs> bosses
1: off. matter. Right. And like, bosses. and when you've had a lot of mean coaches, a lot of good coaches, and you know what works for you, it's tough when you get a douchebag, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So you couldn't really address it to him. Like you would in hockey world, right? Like in no. the dressing room. So I struggle with that because I, I just, some mornings, I just wanted to, Catch him with the head down he's walking around with this coffee and just you know put him on the like, on, on the desk but yeah it's just not it. you can't and, do that so yeah so didn't have i think i was missing this and i still do i guess this the adrenaline of it to just release your anger in a certain way yeah but you know i i'm learning you am learning that's I'm how that. i
1: i go to my shed to talk about things that's how i get yeah. stuff off you know
0: yeah i don't have a shed though that's the problem i know
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody's got to find their shed
0: but believe it or not i got in like i went to health and safety out of area. is day. that
1: what you're doing health and safety
0: yeah so i did health as straight out of hockey i i thought right i gotta do something so i thought right i probably caused a lot of health and safety issues in my day and i thought oh i'll be good like you know like the murderers the ass murderers to solve murders and i'm yeah. thinking oh i'm gonna maybe reverse engineering this thing and i'll be good at health and safety because i used to cause a lot of Health safety, and safety issues, issues. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so that's how i kind of originally got it but I, I i enjoy it a little bit yeah it's just the office whole thing i just had to get my head around it and i'm getting better at it but yeah uh
1: it's it's an it's adjustment about the same is it it's uh, it's an adjustment i've ha- i had like i've been doing it now for been at the same company for six years i think um and uh yeah i uh it takes some time right you just like i just kept up waking up and doing it and, uh, worked my way up that like, now I'm kind of like, I guess, well, I am the supervisor manager. So like, I try to be the boss that I would want. And, um, it's like managing a team, right? It's like, I make the culture and what it's like to be at work. And that comes from the supervisor. So I don't mind it now that it's like managing a team, right?
0: (laughs) Well, that's actually the same as you. Like I, I enjoyed a little bit more once I actually start, like they're giving me people to to, to not not hold around, but right. I, like I have got to the point now. You're
1: out, you're it's part of a team, right? Yeah, I got to
0: the point where I have to do you know the one-on-one meetings and be responsible for between 15 and 20 people now. But I actually enjoy it. And the first thing I said, I'm gonna be the boss, completely opposite from my boss, the original. Yeah.
2: One, yeah. Um,
0: and kind of like treat people the way you like to be treated. And that's pretty much it's that's, that's the way where it the, should
1: be. And you yeah, treat them honestly and open, but yeah, I actually the real world really helped me grow up and I would say it helped me have the balls to even start this or have the confidence to do it because like I had to like, I had to like hire fire people, like fire mm. a dude, man. It's oh, a wild, wild, it's hard, wild, eh? <laughs> wild, wild experience.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It yeah. Is. Mm-hmm. But it, it helps you grow up and then you get the culture you want, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like a hockey team. <laughs> and anyways, okay. Um, How'd you decide to retire though? Because you were still running amok your last season. You had fifty three points in twenty two games. Yeah. Well, so is mean, it not? It is... is it not hard though that like you could still do it? Old balls. Do you know the
0: <laughs> funny? Do you know the funny thing was? Um, I was actually training less and less and less, and I was literally just playing. I <laughs> to the point my last contract, my last two contract was, I was like I, I can't practice because I got a full time job if you want me, you know, I can do it, but I can only give you, you know, maybe a Friday practice and then play like one of the games in the weekend. Like I was literally, we looked at our, both of our schedules, the team, you know, you tell me what games you need me and I'll tell you if I can do it or not. So it was literally, that's why I didn't play all the games. He's like, I can't go on the road. So I mostly played the home games. It was like that. But the funny thing is the less I was um, sort of stressing about, the less I was training the more I was actually enjoying, I wasn't running around like a headless chicken like I used to. And it was like, you just You're grow really? up, you get smarter, you just you just play smart. And I didn't have this, you know, this anxiety and worry going into a game of losing the contract. Right. And all I like, literally, it's gonna sound corny, but I actually played for fun for the love of the game. Yeah. And that where I was discovered that I was like, oh my God, everything's going in. Like <laughs> you can make plays that you like worried about making before. You're like, oh forget i'm just gonna make it <laughs> do you know and i i do know. one thing yeah, yeah. so if, you, if i had to teach any young kids or anybody like don't squeeze your stick so hard yeah like, you gotta enjoy. you gotta
1: feel the rhythm feel the rhyme one, up, once you put,
0: <laughs> once once you put that pressure on you like you yeah. screwed you in the shekel. it's kind of
1: like uh when you're a goal scorer right and you go five games without a goal like it feels like it's so hard to score a goal. I know, it gets worse At, and worse. And then you score one, and it's and it's like you didn't even shoot it in the net, right? It goes off you and in, and then all of a sudden it's easy to do it again. <laughs> it's exactly. Yeah, it's weird. It's all men- mental though, you know. But you
0: don't know this stuff when you're younger, right? So you don't. Know, no. And you can buy it. And but the thing is, I now remember people used to tell me that. But what did I? tell them well maybe yeah. you didn't tell them in the face but in my mind i was like Fuck
1: i off. know yeah don't I yeah. know what i'm doing yeah and it's all it's all of it they're like oh it goes by really fast and you're like yeah okay <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> sure <laughs> well we're in our shed now <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, okay so you do have a six-year-old
0: yeah yeah what do you got De- definitely a six-year-old boy and uh and a 14-year-old boy the wife and the house and mortgage and the package you know busy times <laughs> it's the, yeah it's the time so that's why we now lined up this in the short notice and it was like touch and go well i know we're, we're
1: actually... all busy at this age aren't we
0: yeah again <laughs> at all the time in the world i slept till 12 o'clock before now
1: mm. no 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 yeah more to do than just show up for practice at 10 a.m right
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did have what's the transition like out of hockey, but I guess we covered that one.
0: Eh? <laughs> Keep it fun now, eh? You like, gotta you gotta not, try
1: and enjoy it. Let's not day, get right? salty.
0: Let's yeah. not get salty. No, but like you gotta, yeah,
1: I don't know. It's tough for everybody. It's and it's the guys that really loved it. And like I'm sure the way you you were raised in Kazakhstan where it wasn't really fun. Then you get to Cardiff Wales and you get to the UK and you get around the British ice hockey scene, like it makes hockey fun, doesn't it?
0: Well, it's just not, it's not even just, just Britain. Like as soon as I left, I realized, oh my God, this is done completely different in Canada. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Or anywhere else. Like it's not, it, it, it's a, it's a better balance. And, yeah. You know, people are smiling.
1: Really... You're allowed to smile. Right.
0: Yeah. What the hell is that? Like when I, sm- when I smiled in ca- in when I as a kid, I get a kick in my shins, you know, between the kneecap, and the actual shin pad, there's like the space in between, right? So my coach used to like just toe kick me in there. If I really? Saw it, smiling. Oh, yeah. Hey, I get, Oh, one of the kids got... Oh, man, I, I hated that guy, man. <laughs> do, <laughs> do
1: you know what I told Evan uh, during our tournament? He played on my under-11 team this year. He was dancing in between whistles. And one of the kids on the team says to me, he goes, I don't think you should be dancing between whistles. You got to be more serious. And I said, Evan, if you're feeling it, feel it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like dance and dance. Cause then yeah, guys, but kids time, that are playing hockey and having fun. I think they're going to play better.
0: I'll give you an, a perfect example. You might understand the whole, you know, this one kid was dancing, right? When yeah. the coach was explaining a drill, I think we were maybe like 12 years old and he was kind of got caught into like counting birds somewhere he wasn't listening and he he might have been actually dancing so my coach snuck up took his stick and and a tomahawk two-handed him on top of the helmet (laughs) and cracked the helmet that's how hard he hit him he cracked the helmet in half okay serious this kid's parents were sitting in the stands right these kids parents called his son to the boards the dad came down from the bleachers Grabbed him by the scuff and said, you better fucking listen to the call. What, the, what are you doing? Seriously. He almost gave him another crack. Okay. So this is how. That's how that's lose. how they were raised in right, hockey. So this is, you didn't want to lose the spot because you, the next thing he was going to be gone from the team and you're not getting back on any team.
1: So what would that so, uh, so yeah. coach over there do saying like he had a big win and like say it's me. And I like got naked and danced for the boys in the middle of the room. Do you think they'd like that?
0: Man, i don't know i i first of all i think you're insane for, for even trying something like that mm. and i don't even know what happened to you to be honest, to you, really? you're like gone yeah like that you'll be gone uh, um so that's <laughs> what i mean it's not about fun it's just all it's just cagey it's just yeah i feel bad for the kids but it's i think it's still like that in a lot of towns so it's sad
1: mm, that's yeah different um Well, you know what's interesting about how we covered this is we've gone through a lot of my notes without trying to do it. Um, So then, did we cover how you get to Shelburne as a kid?
0: Yeah, so I think you kind of started going into the list uh, where we got to, uh, what did we got to? Oh, we arrived to this Israel now. I think think
1: we've covered all that, where we've done the where and what are you doing now, we've done growing up. And now we're into like your career here, and I want to know how you got to the Shelburne Wolves in Ontario.
0: Yeah, so that's where I left Israel. Uh, I went to my first world um, as a 16 year old to, um, to like I think it was under 18s, and I played for Israel, and we played in Yugoslavia back in the day when Yugoslavia was still a thing. Yeah, um, and like I said, the the team consists. What's of
1: Yugoslavia these- now?
0: So Yugoslavia also fell apart, and you got your Croatia, you Croatia. got your like Macedonia and a bunch of other countries. So they also fell apart. We used to be together, just like USSR. But <clears throat> at the time, it was still to- they were still together, and we had a tournament there. But the Canadian, uh, Canadian, the <clears throat> Israeli team, like I said, consists of Canadian Jews and American Jews and Russian Jews, right? So yeah. we had a trainer called Paul Rosen, who I'm in, in debt till this day. Who's you know we have matching tattoos together actually the brothers forever he i owe him basically getting out of israel and coming to canada and, and if without that i'm probably not playing hockey at right. that point and so, this
1: is this is the trainer
0: yeah so he was our trainer he was um he was brilliant trainer um but he was from canada so he saw me playing that tournament after the term he said like what what are you doing in, in Israel? like do you want to actually pursue hockey properly if you do like come over, we can stay in my basement, we can go and do a couple of trials, and that's what I did at sixteen years old, I packed one bag, one hockey bag, and one clothes bag. My yeah. parents let me go from Israel on my own, fly to this guy that they'd never met.
1: You'd never like, met him
0: as in they never met him.
1: Oh, good. sorry, okay, because he was with team Yeah,
0: so yeah, Israel. yeah, so they yeah. never actually met him but sounded like a nice guy on the phone for five minutes so let's like, yeah. send my 16 year old to canada right yeah <laughs> so i stayed in his base he was kind enough his family took me in there and uh and how yeah. old is
1: he then at this point what's he like he's like an he's old... my
0: my he's my parents age so right he's, he's like 37 he's like 20 years older than me um i think so i'm, like, I'm just trying to do the math um so he organizes a tryout It was just like, you know, like how it is in the summer. This team's holding a trial. This team's holding a trial. So he's like, it was literally like, uh, right, let's go for this one. First trial went in, ended up making the team. So I ended up in Shelburne. So I ended up playing i bet you it'd seven. be
1: wild for a team like that that they all have the guys they think are going to be on their team they all know the kids around the area the people yeah, yeah. from shelburne are going to know the
0: kids around there. i was and that all a... of a
1: sudden you roll in from <laughs> israel yeah i was definitely a <laughs>
0: surprise package <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. i did i did stand out at that point i'm not speaking much that's English when they either. drive
1: home and they tell their wives are like hey honey <laughs> a yeah. dude showed up from Israel tonight and the kid could play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, speaking of drives home, we drive home. I don't speak any English at that point, pretty much of anything. <laughs> any, any, so what do you I, speak in Russian? Yeah, Russian. I like, I did speak English a little bit, but it was just one of those at that stage where you'd be like laughing your head off all the time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the level of English. So I, for example, like I would be, I think I, we were driving the car and I farted. So I said, hey, hey, Paul, I'm fart." <laughs> <laughs> and he and he said, "Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Paul. Like you know, like that kind of thing." <laughs> it's like, I think I'm doing the right thing, but you was. And not you're quite living in the- this
1: guy's basement, and like you didn't even really. Like you just no, knew him from being the trainer, and he believed in one, you. And then he he's offered that because he believes in you as a young bucket.
0: Hey? Well, he just thought he, he went to a tournament in Yugoslavia for this is hockey hard for a bit of free vacation and brought back a sixteen year old. And then and then he just and he went like, oh, who the hell is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> like you can play a bit. Like let's bring him in, right? Well, uh, it's like do you know Malcolm Cameron by any chance? Yeah, I know that name. You he heard I a even... coach of Malcolm Cameron. <laughs> Oh, like he is he the a... one that
1: was just in Glasgow?
0: Mm, sorry, not. <sighs> I said Malcolm Cameron, Cameron somebody else. Oh, uh, d- don't worry about the names. I do. I played actually for Malcolm Cameron, who is in in in. Brayhead. So was I
1: right? Is that who I'm talking about? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the right guy. But the junior guy was different. It was a ca- something. Maybe, sorry, man. Anyway, story. He me. was one of those wild coaches, But he was going <laughs> the English thing again. My first game. Oh my god. Um, he comes in. We got shellac, like. 3-0 in the first period. He comes in. He's kicking like garbage cans. He's throwing sticks. He's doing that. And he's saying, stop rushing the puck. Stop rushing the puck. And I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, oh, my God. He's all over me. He's probably bitching about a Russian kid, right? Yeah. He's like, if you rush the puck again, I'll fucking kill you. That kind of stuff. And, I was and like, you're thinking oh, he's well. talking about the Russian. I know. I know. So I I was heartbroken. Again, I do the same thing, what I did remember back when we had put at center. I go on score three goals, and all of a sudden he loves me. I'm his new hero. So I was like, he wasn't bitching about me. And you didn't know, and that made you play better. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I I like your attitude, though. That when you get challenged, you step up. I like that in a guy. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, it sounds like that's what you did. Um, I I like to try to consider myself one of those guys that like if the coach got on me. You know, but I
0: maybe, but maybe I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna him, I'm gonna show them.
1: I'm gonna show them, like, hey, dude, I got Yeah, you. but
0: maybe a problem. I think even Jared Adams told me that once. I don't know if you remember Jared Adams, but um, oh, yeah, you always, I, I'm one of the guys that need to, you know, the electric shock collar to, 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 to get you going. Them, to get <laughs> so I might sometimes go to sleep, like in the first period, <laughs> so, you need to shock said, every
1: it? once in a while to get back into <laughs> it, yeah, like wake up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. It can happen in some games if they're boring games. So you went to Shelburne for two years. So then would you go back to Israel in the off season then?
0: No, yeah. So I, this is the key, this is the key, like sort of moment where. Well, I these get, are the
1: key years of your life of how exactly. it ended this going is where, anywhere,
0: right? This is where I get coerced and going to, uh, um, what's it called? To, to Israel, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I get stuck over there for the whole summer. I go there right after the season and I don't come back till the first game, uh, of the next regular season, but I get fortunate. Another key person in my life who ended up being my agent, Brad Robbins, who then takes me into his house. And I never left his house for about 12 years. It was kind of like a fresh Prince of Bel-Air situation, I guess. Cool. So I kind of lived at his house for about 12 years and never, where's he living? It was a King. It was a King city, Ontario um closer to um closer to toronto i guess but he used to uh own aurora tigers do you know aurora tigers
1: yeah i've heard of that yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah so he was well, one of the owners of aurora tigers at the time but i think um he obviously knew me because we were playing the same league um and then paul and intri- paul rosen who took me in the house he introduced me to him and he said i got this kid who's could be good one of those uh, conversations and uh, he, he, he concurred, he agreed. So he kind of took on me and then he was the key, I guess, being drafted, but I ended up in new market. Um,
1: the new market was, hurricanes. Yeah.
0: New market hurricanes. So and you're never- living at
1: that guy's house for this
0: well, not yet. Like, I end up in his house halfway through the season because apparently I couldn't handle myself living on my own because I was starting to find out, like, that situation again. I started to find out a drink, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so they. Uh, <laughs> but I was playing really good, you know? Yeah,
1: like, uh-huh.
0: So I got this combination of the more drinking. I was doing them better. I was playing. So, I was like, oh, so I yeah. guess maybe this is the key, right? So, mm-hmm. um <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> they thought difference and i thought right for the playoffs we're gonna put them up but this brad house basically like on the home arrest i wasn't allowed to go out anymore and they said Probably right, they didn't better- play as good or what <laughs> well we we were the my, the reason i went to hurricanes and they were like the powerhouse of um junior Hockey at the time and they were supposed to win this royal bank cup and everything right so we were stacked like we were just absolutely stacked they just they just poached all the guys from all the smaller teams, and we were supposed to win everything. And uh, they shouldn't have put me up in uh, in Brad's house maybe for the playoffs because we ended up being upset in the second round by like a team from Stoville, which were not even supposed to be in the playoffs, or whatever. Something happened, but anyway. Yeah. So so but we we jumped again uh, ahead. So like after the Shalbon was finished, that's where I ended up going to Israel with a broken ankle coming off of that. And the whole jail thing happened. So right. back to the guy who I've met in jail through the Russian group of people in Israeli jail, he, uh, he hooked me up. He said, <laughs> right, this is what you got to do. You being stupid. I said, what do you mean? So you need to write a letter to the government saying, you change your mind. You will go to the army. Meanwhile, how are you feeling? I, mentally i said well i'm not very well at all he goes well you need better see a doctor then because you're not feeling very good you're not coping with this so i said yeah you're right so what he said well here's the phone i'm gonna go see this doctor he's really good he specializes in the guys who're not feeling very good about themselves and about going to the army and uh who have real problems with it i said oh okay well i'll do that uh, so i wrote a letter to garment next thing you know a week later they said, oh, "Okay, they let me out of jail." So I enroll in the army, and he's and I did the three months basic training, uh, in Israeli army. But while I was in the army, I obviously we get to go home every other week for a day and a half on the weekend. So I I went home and I saw this doctor. I had to pay him, um, for his privileges. Always speaking to him, but he but he was really good identifying my problems. Sort of you in, you know, like he was asking me if I had bugs crawling into my ears and up my nose and inside my brain, which I said, yes, I definitely have that. <laughs> so that kind of thing. And then I, in the, while I was in the army, I, I really didn't feel good. So like one day I, I was just doing everything backwards. I was like walking backwards when I was eating. I was like spitting things out, like literally pretend to do all day backwards. So, I had to do that. So all my colleagues thought I was like, obviously crazy. Or oh, I was waking so everybody did, up. And
1: you, and you meant to do that, right? Like you.
0: you well, you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I, yeah, I didn't feel very good. Did I, I, I was going like, I literally mentally didn't feel very good. So, so yeah. So but, one but time-
1: did, So like, were you doing it because. Well,
0: my body and my, my brain was saying you can't be here, right? So yeah. I just went all haywire. So I was doing everything backwards. So then, or th- or I was doing things like so. Was this, this
1: actually happened. You weren't like in yeah. your head going, "I'm going to put on a show for these guys." You were actually, it was actually happening. It was
0: a mixture of things, right? Right. So this is like otherwise, I'm there for three years and I can't play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I just pretty well I and over. you're in
1: jail for three years or you're in the military for three years i guess
0: yeah so and then like i would wake guys up in the middle of the night my whole like you know the barracks or whatever at like three in the morning like staring at the guys like this right and you know and just turn the lights off and be staring like, freaking guys out so they weren't very comfortable with me being around they were complaining about me um things like that and then one day the the final stroll was like at breakfast i just literally threatened people with my m16 because we carried m16 live ammunition everything which now it sounds like so stupid because if they thought i was free they might have shot me so i'm not sure how that didn't happen so i threatened them at breakfast and they basically put me into uh they sent me to uh what's it called to the shrink to the army shrink but you can't get an appointment with the shrink because there's a lot of guys like me who are not feeling very well and they're all faking it and it just seems like, oh, it's like a taboo thing. But these, they thought I was serious. And so they saw me. And uh, the shrink asked if I ever saw any, you know, like a mental doctor, like a psychiatrist or anybody like that. I said, no, no, I never had a problem. Well, actually, no, I have. I have one time. And I had the, the paper in my pocket. I showed my diagnosis. And the guy was reading my diagnosis. And he's like, oh, my God. You're like a menace to society. Like, you, you got to go. Next thing you know, you dials on his phone, there's like six guys come flying in the room, pin me to the ground, take the gun off, give me the bus ticket and send me home, kick me out of the army. Two days later, I was on the plane back to Canada for just in time for the first game for the for the Hurricanes. Uh, the and, of, and that's where the season when I ended up leading the league in goals and being drafted <laughs> by the NHL and at the time it was the second ever to be Shut drafted up. from tier two after Zubris. I think Zubris was the first one.
1: Yeah. You were drafted straight out of tier two. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you had been in jail, not even knowing if you were going to get to leave. Yeah. Two yeah, days. So that was, wow. it was
0: crazy. It was, it was crazy year. And then I had a broken ankle while I was in jail and the, and, and the, um uh, the basic training. So what I did is I'm like, there's an outside chance I'm getting out of here. I'm going to have to be like in some sort of shape. So like, yeah. I use that as like getting in shape. So like every time, you know they made us obviously run like distances or up the hills and all that kind of thing and uh there's a group of 20 of us so somebody has to carry this water jug somebody has to carry the uh stretcher and 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 a radio there's like three extra items that somebody has to carry so i always said i'll take it you know whatever and then go up the hill with that thing doing my hill sprints like yeah that was the only you know like preseason training i kind of had right
1: and that's how you keep your mind. Like you're got a goal. Like I'm going to be well, yeah, ready and like, I'm going to get myself out of here. But right?
0: I didn't even know. I thought I was there for three years. Like, I don't know. I didn't think. And that so was, was
1: anybody talking to new market, like saying like, Hey, so this guy's in jail. He might come. He might not.
0: I don't know. To be honest, it's been a <laughs> or while not jail. I sorry. I, I guess rem-
1: you're in the art. Yeah. In- I don't
0: remember how it got lined up, but I remember like, I think maybe even before I left, for Israel I already have the next season lined up kind of right that's what but they didn't know but they maybe didn't know that I was coming or not but
1: and then
0: literally last minute and then you
1: leave the league in goals and get drafted
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but so a lot of it to do with obviously Brad my age who kind of like ended the season realize like hold on a minute this guy's gonna lead the league in goals i better like pump his tires so he started making these promotional videos sending them to like nhl guys next thing you know nhl scouts showing up a new market for these like games which is like almost unheard of at the time now yeah. nowadays yeah. like scouts are everywhere but yeah. back in the day it was like what the hell like dollar stars here like this is like this is weird Really I, that weird.
1: that is uh, that's awesome that it happened. So, what was it like then when you do get drafted? Because it happens after the new market year.
0: Yeah, so it happens after new market year. I'm an over. Well, I'm 19 at that point.
1: And so, you never could. You never thought about going major junior, and never even came. About. I tried
0: to go to major junior my second year with Shelburne, and I almost felt like you know because I was putting up points, but I always felt like right. I I'm probably maybe should try to play the next level. But because I was um, non-Canadian, you have to go through a European draft. You can't just walk on, onto an OHL team. So that was the problem. So, so they got a draft
1: just an import or whatever. Yeah, but
0: I missed the, like, I've never did the junior draft.
1: You were right? never so in it. Yeah.
0: I was never in it. I was... <laughs> just showed up out of nowhere um (laughs) and uh, so then they try to make an exception I was supposed to be going to Sudbury Wolves potentially but that got shot down by a commissioner or something I had to go to a hearing because they're trying we we like appealed or something that to let me walk on because they wanted to sign me but we had to go to like this hearing somewhere I don't remember where and it was just like no not happening
1: I find it very wild in the hockey world when we're talking about kids and like people making decisions. And it's wild when people don't make what's the best decision for the kids. Like for you, Don
0: Cherry thing, right? Like he didn't want Europeans in the thing. I mean, you want to grow your own talent, you know, like that's his philosophy. You want to, I guess, I don't know.
1: I, I, yeah, but the hockey world is small and like, I mean, like. Canadians are going all over the place to play hockey. Right. So why can't people come here? <laughs> right, There's Plenty of teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyways, I got sidetracked again. So you got drafted to the NHL out of tier two wild. So you, and then you went from tier two straight to the AHL. Yeah. You didn't so, just get drafted. You got drafted third round. <laughs>
0: that's yeah, that's yeah. not like, even I, late, man. Third round. No, like, I you actually, that's well, like we sat there. Like I didn't want to go to the draft, but my agent's like, I spoke to actually a couple of teams, and there's like legit chance you're gonna go second or third round. Like you have to go, because after the first day is three rounds. Yeah. And then the second day is quite fast. Like it's the rest of rounds, just read them out. But the first day you get to like come down to the table and like oh, do this whole thing, and whistles. He's like, you have to go. I said, well, what if I don't go? And then it's a stupid trip to Calgary. And it's like, it's not going to happen. He's like, no, you need to go. I was like, oh, all right. And it does happen. And I do, you know, get bloody drafted to like the, the team who just won two in a row, like by New Jersey. I was like, oh, man, I'm never getting onto this. I go around the table. It's like Lula Morello. That's who drafted me. And uh, it was just bizarre. It was just just bizarre for me. I go from literally, I'm done with hockey well, uh, less than a year ago you I went then. from
1: uh playing being outside at uh, the canada center with rockets going over your head to yeah, exactly then, right like to sitting <laughs> yeah, exactly. at the table with lou lamorello being drafted by the new jersey devils that's yeah i know it's
0: almost doesn't kind of you don't even realize like the not weirdness but the gravity of the whole thing until now because when you're a kid it's almost like you that's why i saved it, it till the last episode yeah, ever it's almost like it's like you go with it and at the time you just, you take it for granted and you don't even, well, when you're young, think you take it, it, it all for wild. granted. Right. And then when you yeah. get
1: back and you sit back and look at it, you're like, wow, that's some wild shit. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Okay. So tier two straight to the AHL. So that's, that's quite the jump.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can say that. Um, that's like so I...
1: basically not doing NCAA or major junior just straight up going straight yeah. past there, right to the HL.
0: Yeah, and I guess I don't know if whether it was the buzz or what my agent created. Like I didn't just go in there; they were like, they were banking on me. They like, must I- have. They
1: must have been. Awesome See, promotional videos, eh? They were,
0: yeah, they were good. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he's, a, he's genius. He, he's a marketing genius. Fuck, I that's guess. all I
1: needed was some promotional videos. Yeah. Fuck,
0: <laughs> maybe that's something you missed out on on yeah. your career. I don't yeah.
1: know. No, <laughs> never liked video uh, myself.
0: <laughs> no, but like I weirdly again, I I didn't feel and this might sound cause sounds cocky, but I didn't feel out of place. Like I felt almost better. You know, like you felt ready. Not that I was ready to be honest I wasn't ready i I think I pissed up a lot of opportunities by thinking I'm ready but I wasn't ready if you yeah. know what I mean yeah uh, and but I felt good on the ice like I felt like I belong kind of thing you had yeah. that feeling what's well, weird um, though
1: if even if for kids right kids know when I talk to my kid he knows every sport you play you know which kid's the best player you they all know right yeah. like you know when you belong. Exactly. I think a lot of it, though, was mentally. You went in there thinking, I could do this. I just got drafted third round, right?
0: Yeah, but it didn't help when, when the preseason started. And uh, <laughs> first ever pro game, I score a hat-trick. Jesus. As in, in the preseason against Wilkesbury, barre okay? Gr- granted, like, the one goal was, like, off the ass, like, one of them kind of, like, redirection, whatever. But it was like a hatchet. Next thing you know, I don't know, again, if it's my agent or it's just like this little, like the buzzword. Next thing you know, they're talking about me rookie of the year, right? I open up ESPN paper and I'm thinking, what the hell is
1: going on on earth? Like, I played for the New Market Hurricanes last Yeah, they rated
0: said- me to be like rookie of the year. and That was the worst thing that could have happened, okay? Now yeah. it goes to my head. Yeah. <laughs> now it goes yeah. to my head. Now, well, first it goes to my coach's head because he puts me on the point on the first power play for Albany in my first like ten games. And really? Yeah, like <laughs> I couldn't believe it, right? Like I, I don't know what's going on. This is like fast forward. This is some sort of like a twilight zone that you just go on the fast track to, to God knows, to like La La Land. So yeah, um, and in fact, that was working out. So I was getting the points. I was, I was playing what, well. however the biggest downfall that I was drafted by the most defensive team in history. And I knew f- like fuck all basically about playing D I just played, I was cherry picking for yeah. 50 goals in in tier two, right? Like, yeah, I barely played in my own zone. And, well, and, I, and
1: I know exactly what you're talking about because when I played for my hometown team in junior and it's not being cocky. Like, I didn't play defensive zone because it was
0: never in yeah, our end, like, right? I didn't have to. No, you didn't
1: have to play in your end because when you're yeah. on a line that scores three points a game, that or yeah. each guy, that you don't play in your end.
0: Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, that the, – the I don't know if you remember New Jersey Devils between the year 2000, 2005. They always – that's how they won their Cups, like, with their defense. And that's what their philosophy was, and that's how – Albany river as philosophy was, and that was the most important thing for the defense. And I didn't get the puck out a couple of times. And then next thing you know, I was benched and it was just snowball. Like my um, confidence playing D and knowledge playing D just was not there at all. Like not existing. And
1: I know exactly what you're saying though. I left Western Michigan and I went to AHL and my first ever practice, we did D zone and I've talked about this before I had played man-on-man man in NCAA hockey. And my D-man starts skating all over the place, Andy Delmore, and I followed him around. I was done from that day. The coach yeah. realized I couldn't play D, and he was like, you don't know how to play D. Like, And then he had no trust in me, right? Exactly. You can't depend
0: on that guy, right?
1: Like, No, you can't put him so out I can, there in I, I was angry.
0: I was angry at the time, but now I understand. I'm like, if I was a coach, I need dependable guys, right? Unless yeah. I'm scoring 50 goals, and I wasn't scoring 50 goals. So although I was doing pretty good offensively, still, I wasn't like this untouchable guy that you couldn't bench. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that was a bit, that was the shitty part where my AHL career came kind of halted to, but you were in Albany for
1: three years. I got a couple, I got a shed guy that was on that team. At least one of them research team was busy, but Daryl Andrews. Oh yeah.
0: I remember donkey. Uh, Oh yeah. Donkey. I I called
1: him Shrek. (laughs)
0: No, <laughs> he graduated, eh? <laughs> the donks, we used to call him, but yeah, he's a good guy. I oh, like yeah.
1: Him. Yeah, he was he awesome. He was won- yeah, we won gold helmets together, actually. But the one back there nice. from Denmark. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike Commodore was on that team, which I know Donk also lived with in Calgary. So.
0: Exactly. They're like roommates. They're like best buds.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so they, you played with both of them there.
0: Yeah, you probably, we probably play, I've been on many teams, so we have, pro- end of the day, you probably don't know all the guys, but we we'll probably cross paths in, in so many different ways. I,
1: I don't know if me and you really did. The only part I got down, which will, I felt bad. I saw that the year you left Cardiff was the year I came. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ended my career. Maybe you, you come in. Maybe I'm not a center lead. man. It's not my fault. I playing, wasn't playing. No, playing. but I wasn't playing center. Uh, what are you, probably, are you? Are you I'm, left wing? No, I'm right wing. Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't take me. your job. It, it was somebody, uh, maybe Haddad or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was him or Joey Martin, one of those punks, right?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. So, anyways, though three years in the AHL, though, I guess that's your start to pro. Did you ever feel like you were close to a call up?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a second year where there's a time where, by the way, New Jersey, in three years, I think they only had like two injuries. Like I couldn't believe it. Not only. They're coming off a few Stanley Cups, and I look at like their fourth line, and it's like Pandolfo, Breland, and like I don't know, I. Really is-
1: oh, uh, not the what? what? Yeah,
0: yeah there's another Russian guy or something. Yeah,
1: Sergey Breland, maybe. Is that... Yeah,
0: yeah, Breland. Like I, I
1: look don't know at their why I know line. that. I, I
0: look at their fourth line, which could be like a second line somewhere, and I'm thinking, where where am I actually gonna get a chance? Like yeah,
2: or yeah. like
0: Madden, like. Like, you have uh, – anyway. Um, and they never ended up having any injuries, really. So, the one time, they do get a uh, Me and uh, – I don't know if you know a guy named Mike Rupp. We yeah. play together in the same line, and we have the same points and everything. And the, he gets called up. I was like, oh, man, I'm heartbroken. So, that was probably the the closest. And, 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 he, and then- he was a
1: similar – type player, but not
0: yeah, but he was like he, was bigger he's pr- than me. I was gonna
1: say he's bigger, but slower and probably not as much of a playmaker.
0: But he was tough. So and I think he that that helped him out as, as well. Yeah. And, and when you, you it wasn't it's like, weird
1: until you look back on it years later. When you're in that moment and you're just playing and you're just doing your thing, it's like you don't and I, see like, it I like all,
0: like, right? like I, I I like him. He was a he's a good guy. you know he's a good guy. Uh, but he made an amazing career. But at the time, we were like, I thought of him, hey, we're kind of like on par, you know? Like, we always, you always play with someone and you kind of scale yourself against other guys. Like, uh, oh, yeah. here, here, like, around. And I kind of felt, you know, kind of like on par. And then it doesn't help that we're like watching the, uh, <laughs> I think the day before something, we heard about a couple of injuries. We're like, oh, who's going to get called up next, you know? Um, and i uh, watching the Devils game and they got these subtitles and it's like, right, the depth chart and like, they got then, Max Bearbryer, Michael Ruff. What are you thinking? Holy shit.
1: I'm right there. I'm oh sh- god!
0: Like, I'm shitting myself, right? Yeah. And then yeah. Mike gets called up. Mike You're
1: shitting honestly. yourself, but half hard.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just follow through. Yeah. You actually follow through. Yeah. You don't know what's happening. <laughs> That'd be And you know, feeling. And, and, and you know how it turns out for Mike. He goes up. He ended up staying and winning a Stanley Cup. I think he gets three points in the Whoa. last game. What
1: a that he wins. So... <laughs> Hey, yeah.
0: great for him, right? Like oh, it is. Amazing. And it's the same
1: as like when I was with the Daytona Beach Bombers of the Coast. And it was between me and Trevor Frischman, who would go up and down. And after that, he was my best buddy that year. And after that year, like he stays with North America, keeps grinding it out. And I'm like, screw this. But then I see I I remember seeing him play his first NHL game. And I was so proud of him that he had grinded it out
0: and he got to do that right. No, I don't take away anything from from Mike. Like, yeah, he pff, he. I think he's big, but I don't think he ever wanted to fight. And he's done things outside the box that maybe he'd done, you know, to to solidify himself. I don't know, but he, like, he never really was a fighter, but he literally had to bring everything in the in, in table. He brought box. everything he needed to get there. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. And, you and, appreciate now, guys that. Did and now that, he's right? on TV. And now he's on TV doing the everything. Like, Is it
1: not weird how many dudes our age are on TV, though? I know. I'm
0: thinking, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm sitting in the shed.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird when you look around the hockey world and like all the guys our age are now NHL scouts, junior coaches, AHL coaches you know it's it's bizarre and i'm in the shed right (laughs) how you doing over there you all good with the kids and
0: everything i'm all good i'm just looking at my phone we can still chat i think my wife sent me a few um few messages and now it says it's deleted oh (laughs) she i think she realized she was having fun i think she thought it was gonna be like an hour and Uh, now it's like hmm. shed
1: visits can get carried Uh, away um sorry about that okay um anyways moving on then from albany okay the next year you go to a different organization um you sign with san antonio probably hl deal
0: yeah yeah so again brad the wizard of oz that he is um he spoke to a couple guys and uh florida come knocking all of a sudden Uh, it's like right this is where i'm like i think maybe i should go to europe and he's like no like you know, try to grind it out. Right. So he's like, Florida is interested to sign you to like a two-way deal. I was like, oh. and back
1: then the grinding it out thing was still a thing, right? Like I don't think grinding it out still a thing anymore.
0: Mm, Yeah. Not so much. I mean, you see everybody now, right? So you can pick anybody and they're all
1: there's kids playing when they're 20 and like that they call them flops when they're 22 years old. And you're like, really? (laughs) Like poor
0: poor bastards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I go to, I signed with Florida and in fact, I have unbelievable camp there. And again, I come so close. I'm literally me and, uh, Dennis Schwittke. I think it was, I don't know if I remember Dennis Schwitke. I remember
1: that name. Oh, I remember him. him playing. Was he a Barry Colt?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think me and I him would are the that. last we come down to me and him. We were the Number last 37 last. shot left. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, again, it doesn't work out. <laughs> so I ended up going to uh, to Rampage, San Antonio um, from there. So, yeah.
1: So, yeah, so, then um, you go to the Laredo Bucks
0: for the yeah, playoffs. Yeah.
1: You guys played 14 playoff games. Did you almost win it?
0: Yeah, so they're affiliated. And then for good spells, I was going up and down with them. And then we ended up winning it with us. So that was great. You won uh, it? Yeah, with Laredo. Um we won the uh what's whatever the Central what Hockey League Central Hockey League we I don't know the, what
1: that trophy was called. I don't know how many I forgot now. Are... I
0: got a I got a ring somewhere but I don't oh, I forgot what the cups called but we yeah. won the uh we won the league like the President's Cup equivalent or whatever. The research
1: team didn't even find that. Mm, well, you guys uh, won the playoffs like the whole thing?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we won Doesn't the, even uh, show
1: up for the research team. That's bananas. Yeah. It's <laughs> not good. No. <laughs> need to get that on your profile, eh?
0: got to get that. Uh, up, you earned up, that. Update it. You yeah. earned that. Yeah, you need to update that.
1: <laughs> Who'd you beat? And, I like, so is that your first time winning? Because winning's Boger- a wild
0: thing. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Boja Shreveport, it was. And it was It was a very uh, controversial. The Mudbugs. The Mudbugs. It was a very controversial win. They actually went, we were down something like, is it 3-1 in the series and came back to game seven. And uh, they scored in game seven. And it got disallowed because I think uh, maybe the referee was friends with our Zamboni driver or something like that. Or they were having some dealings. Let's put it this way. Something something was going on. Something's I don't know. up. So, but the video review weren't up to scratch that day. I mean, it kind of, I don't know. There's only a few angles that it's still been talked about. Like where some guys that I've played with before is like, kind of looks like a goal but ended up being not goal and then we score later on that that maybe shouldn't have been a goal because it was after <laughs> the whistle <laughs> so and you guys complete...
1: win the championship with that goal
0: yeah he, he's one of those uh the uh, <laughs> the glass the the shot misses the net hits the glass hits the goalie in the back drops down whistle goes because the referee can't see it one of our guys pokes it in and then they say yeah it's a good goal <laughs> so Oh, and but, you
1: and you can laugh because you won the championship about it exactly. I if I was the guy, on the other
0: side oh, and man, they're not I'm laughing
1: bad. about it still oh man and it's the same laughing. um so another guy that got drafted out of junior to the nhl wasn't the he was out of the ushl but vince bellissimo he was coaching a team in tier two the toronto junior canadians this year and i watched the highlights of this game and his team got hosed so bad by this disallowed goal they had called it a goal on the ice, and without any video review, just the co- the refs going over there and deciding to chat about it, they then change their mind, and then they lose the game, and the other team goes down and scores, and that shit sticks with you for life, right? You're either won or you're lost.
0: It is. I know I shouldn't be laughing because I've run into some of these guys. You can laugh po-
1: about it because you On won. the
0: opposing team, I have run into them in a few pubs in my day, like around Toronto area, like, and yeah, there's still sour and heartbroken about sour, it but yeah. the thing is i've been on on opposite stick too it happens so and, it, that,
1: and that's what the do they game. say
0: it's all washes out in the wash eh?
1: yeah that's right it all works itself out in the wash but sometimes it doesn't when you lost or won that game but okay so then you're five and six it's your two years of the coast san diego gulls you ran amok yeah, did really well there. I don't I don't have it written. That down. was a
0: lockout year, if I if I it, remember. Really? It was a lockout year. Yeah, we had a couple of NHL guys with us. It's Smith, uh I forgot the guys Which it. Smith? Oh, now you're gonna tell
1: me. I don't need to he, ask. He was a questions.
0: centerman for uh uh San, San Jose at the time. A pretty good player. Mm. Sorry, not Smith. Why did I say Smith? Um, I don't know. I only had one glass of wine. Uh, well, Curtis Brown. Another? Brown. Oh.
1: Number 37. Yeah, exactly. Little guy, yeah, Buffalo Sabre. Yeah, I know. Him. Yeah. 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 Um, then you played also for the Long Beach Ice Dogs. So that's pretty strategic. You're in two pretty nice places, San Diego and Long Beach. Eh? Yeah.
0: Look at the record. I, I went. I, I you knew what you play. were doing, eh? I, yeah. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to go play. Try to play in Florida, then Texas, then California. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You wanted to be in shorts. Yeah. yeah. Enough's enough, right?
0: And this is oh, where I, guess I blow. You're in, yeah, you're in Laredo This is where I blow happening. out my knee in, in, in Long Beach. The first 12 games. So were that's going my good. question.
1: You played 13 games played.
0: Yeah, that's this it. is where I go and completely like fold knee reconstruction, meniscus, ACL, all the works. Really. Um. And then yeah, and then I work hard to get back, try to make it back into the playoffs in the same season. I'm ready to go. I'm like, put me in, coach. And I said, no, we're not. We're not taking a chance and paying another fifty grand for the surgery. you like, you're done. And I'm like, oh, let's so this is why I'm like, okay, I'm done with this now. I'm going to Europe. <laughs> That's yeah. how I ended up in Cardiff.
1: And that is was one of the research team's question was, how do you decide to end up going to Cardiff though? Which makes sense, but yeah, how does Cardiff was... take the chance on you because you just had the knee surgery?
0: Yeah, I'm just coming on. So again, I'm at that point where I'm thinking, are either going to be able to come back? um or not so i'm just going to try europe for a year for an adventure uh and now we're 15 years in with the house family the dog the kids <laughs> the mortgage and uh, so you so like the, it <laughs> the knee worked the knee worked out the knee was fine yeah
1: so um but how do you get to Cardiff?
0: how who sets that up your agent yeah my agent i guess had some couple of contacts in europe i was supposed to go to manchester i think God was there, Tony hand or something and that somehow fell through. I don't know. And then, and then Cardiff called and yeah, was, I literally, well, you know, so
1: I think your first season in Europe is a player's biggest, your first year over there, whether you make a splash or they're just like, Nope, let's move on. There's lots of them out there. Your first year, 62 points in 52 games played 29 goals and 105
0: penalty minutes. So do you fight people? No, I kind of, like, I end up fighting, like, once or twice a year when it's completely necessary, but I wouldn't call myself as a fighter. So what do you get uh,
1: 105 penalty minutes doing?
0: I guess I was getting, like, playing North American style of hockey and maybe getting over, you know, carried away, maybe with some tans. Right. I don't know if it was tens, but it was. I think it was maybe a couple of suspensions. I don't know.
1: Well, so your first year over there, though, you really –
0: like you do, I ha- it. you could, you could I, say
1: you ran amok.
0: Yeah. This is where I feel like I need to impress. Like it's the first year and it started and off you're having baseball. fun. Probably. I was having lots of fun. Um, we didn't play a home game till Christmas time because we had no rink. I show up here. There's actually no hockey rink. I didn't do any research. Is this all.
1: right in between the John Lewis place and then the BBT? This
0: is, I'm here for the first year of BBT. Okay. <laughs> and it's not this ready. Is- they don't, have, they they don't really, have the so, tent up for the circus? Well, I, I didn't ask that question when I spoke to the coach because I naturally thought if they try and assign me, they have a hockey rink. So I <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of showed up and I was being driven into Cardiff and then we were going past and he goes, that's the hockey rink. And it was literally four pillars coming onto the ground where there was like literally nothing around it. I was like, what? you you joking me, right? It's like, no, no. But don't worry. You'll be ready in five weeks. Well, it didn't happen in five weeks. the The four and a half months later, um, yeah, we didn't play a, a home game till like Christmas time. When this was the real fun came in because so second we had to practice in Bristol, we had to drive to Bristol twice a week. So Bristol
1: was- has a rink. I didn't. I thought. We drove to Swindon to practice.
0: Bristol had a rink. It was just like absolute shithole, which got torn down after.
1: Ah, because we, when we didn't have ice in Cardiff, we had to drive all the way to Swindon. Yeah, I remember doing that shit. Oh, boy. You got to go. What's
0: up? No, no. I just, I just saw the phone, and I said, should I cut it off and take a pause? And she said, no, no, please keep going. She's watching Swan Lake. What's that? The play Swan Lake. You don't know the ballet? You don't watch your ballet? No. No, yeah. I only yes. talk to
1: dudes in my shed. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Google, <laughs> Google Swan Lake. Okay. She loves, She must be drunk. I don't
1: know. Yeah, well, whatever.
0: <laughs> she's in her shed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, she's in her honey hole. So am I. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're all having fun. It's a good day for living, folks. Okay, um, here we go. So you ran amok that year. Guys that were on the team voth and richie richie's on the team
0: way back then eh? richie still was he was he was his like 10th year when i just came in <laughs> and he still looks the same yeah exactly i haven't like, sent you my
1: pictures yet one of my pictures is with richie he's got and, and for anybody that doesn't know mark richardson there's no way he is not the most consistent professional hockey player in the world
0: but he won't like now without without joking, around, he was like obviously younger. He was there, him and his brother actually, his brother was on the team, very like young kids, young Brits. Um, but consistency was always there, but he's gradually slower and slower and slower. He just kept going up and up. Uh, it's like fine wine. I know it sounds cheesy, but and it he's gets still better, doing it. It's he's still doing it. It's weird. Incredible. I know. Incredible. I heard
1: about his diet when uh I was with Cardiff. So I play the first year. I do my normal stuff. And then after that year, Lord was like, you got to do this. You got to do that. You can't eat this. And I had to actually send him everything that went in my mouth every day of the week for like a couple of weeks. I
0: fudged the numbers. So they were, they weren't legit. I sent him. So you kind of screwed, you, you kind of screwed you because he was so good. Like six like those, you know, when you are running when you're running and you're getting the preseason, the camp somewhere and this one guy just goes so hard and it makes you look bad. Yeah. So you kind of like made you look bad.
1: Well, so then Richie sent his diet to Lordo, what he's eating every day and how perfect of a human he is. And Lordo sent it to the whole team. It's like, you got to be more like this. And I'm like, oh, I can't, that's not me. I I can't do that. I would have hated Richie for this. I needed the sauce on the ribs and like, I got, when I sent him the fudge numbers, I had put um like I had ate eggs and he sent it to this dietitian dude and he's telling me I couldn't even eat eggs. And I'm like, okay, you lost you know, me there. You know you're in trouble <laughs> when you can't even eat
0: eggs. Yeah,
1: you've lost me there. Sorry. For, <laughs> I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're gonna be eating macro. out of the tin oh, and all like that. Matthew Myers. That's yeah, sick puppy. Good gosh. Can't wait to go for July 2nd, folks, and July 1st, the dinner. I guess I'm going to have to get fancy pants on and, like, my nice shoes for that one, you know? I think I got to <laughs> dress up for that. Um, I'm not even going to bring it up because I don't know if you're going. I don't know if you've been asked. I don't know anything about it. And I don't know if you've been announced, right? So can't ask that shit. Can
0: I? <laughs> I don't know. You can. you. I did not even know what to say. I Good. think Good. it's like, it's, I think it's like being negotiated. I hope to see you there. <laughs> I think it's been negotiated. It's in the middle of negotiation.
1: <laughs> I hope to see you there. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you're not in a group chat of a whole bunch of people. Cause I actually have never looked at who's in there now because it makes me so embarrassed. Was there was a group chat started with who's going to the testimonial. I never looked at all the people. But then Dees threw in naked photos of me spray-painted, and I've never been able to look at that group chat again, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I muted it, I think.
1: Oh, so you you might not be in it. Maybe you are. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Matt. (laughs) Announce it any way you want. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so after two years of running amok in Cardiff, did you hit Chippy Lane?
0: Well, that's why I think I stayed in Cardiff, because of Chippy Lane. Yeah, so, it's yeah, a great and,
1: spot to end tonight. And isn't
0: it? I just wanted to—I probably these, will
1: when I go to Cardiff here in a it's couple. Probably
0: weeks. these. I gotta put that away. Like, there's always an argument: Chippy Lane or Chippy Alley. Like, it's Chippy Lane. What, like, you know? It,
1: but it can be an alley. As soon as be. adults start pissing themselves, it's an alley.
0: It could be. Yeah, I guess I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, that's the place to be, isn't it? To or that's the place to finish off, I guess. Yeah,
1: that's when it's time for bed. You don't go there until it's almost over, right?
0: Yeah, you don't go there to the ATM at 3 in the morning. I, you know what? I don't think ATM should be open at 3 in the morning. What What good reason would you ever take money at 3 a.m. in the morning for? Like, is there any good reason ever? You no, know,
1: I wouldn't think so unless you're going to Chippy That's Lane.
0: stupid. That's my idea. They should just not open atms like midnight is the last well
1: now you get crypto and stuff involved who knows what's going on with money talk about pat curcio the one episode sorry for burping the mic folks it's sunday afternoon we're having a time (laughs) the family went to the movies and they didn't invite me (laughs) they went with another family so i get to cam to the shed
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so you did go to chippy lane what would be your order so my order like i got introduced to uh Bet you there's chicken. different
1: restaurants back when you started running. Them uh, up there, no, eh? it was
0: more, it, no, it was way more simpler than that. There was one restaurant at the top of the street and the one restaurant at the bottom. And there was one in the middle. I never made it to the middle because no matter what angle I came at, I couldn't walk past. past the, and I just, as soon yeah, as you
1: see meat on a stick,
0: yeah, I'm in like, it's I was go in, time. So, yeah. so yeah, chicken, chips, cheese, gravy, and garlic mayo. So all together like the chicken and everything everything's good to to be honest it was like a bit of like a soup
1: so it's not like i thought i thought it was gonna be like poutine that's something it's like
0: it was my version of poutine
1: you say the chicken and garlic mayo is really the additions there and that's
0: yeah so i'm interested what
1: garlic mayo and uh, gravy combine like
0: but do you even remember what you eat at that point?
1: Well, <laughs> not always, but yeah, I mean, I you you want to enjoy it, so yeah. But fun fact, yesterday, okay, this is what pissed me off this weekend. My daughter and I, um, we made homemade pasta. I we we did it right from scratch, full go, made the the whole deal, did a great job, and then I put it into not boiling enough hot water. It was lukewarm. And it all fucking combined into a big pile of bullshit. And I was so angry. We put in hours of work into making this fresh pasta. And then I fucked it up.
0: Sounds like our careers. Uh,
1: You know, (laughs) you do your best. (laughs) The ingredients were there. I just didn't know what to do (laughs) i didn't know the water had to be boiling right away (laughs) (laughs) thought we could ease into that yeah exactly Ah, but yeah anyways yeah that's my piss off but garlic mayo and chicken okay um yeah but the the thing is that's weird
0: yeah but the reason i did it i i had trouble finishing the whole thing normally but it was really good in the morning i wake up and that was my go-to thing the, all the sauce will just, you know, marinate with all the chips and you just go and it would literally solidify in this one solid thing.
1: Are you microwaving it or just getting right into it?
0: I'm getting right into it right in the morning. Is that right? Like a cold pizza style.
1: Yeah, just right. Forks probably still in so, the
0: <laughs> in the top of the carton. Yeah, you know,
1: the white like, plastic <laughs> fork is ready to I, go. Where you
0: have to fight with like a taxi cab <laughs> driver because he's not letting you take your soup with you.
1: I tell you, the cab drivers there could be just, they could be, me, they could be meanie weenies. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're a bit anal. Not yeah. going to lie to you. They didn't like food in the cars because you want to go to Chippy Lane, but you know, you got strict timelines with kids and school and hockey. Yeah, and-, and you're like, okay, I'm going to get a kebab. I'm going to hop in a cab. Nobody's giving me a ride. Yeah. I'm like, really? There's 20 <laughs> yeah, of you but- <laughs> lined up in a line and nobody will drive me with fucking food. Yeah, even if you pay double price, <laughs>
0: like, I just like, want what to you, eat stupid? while I get home on time. Like, but I on. tell you another thing. I tell you another thing. Putting that the whole soup in your pocket does not work either. <laughs> <laughs> I tried; it doesn't work in your pocket. I was hiding it, like yeah, like I one time I put it in on the inside. I had like this big jacket and like the big inside pocket so I just kind of try to put in there like try try to keep it level but it doesn't stay level I do know what you mean it was was a disaster you'll do
1: whatever you can you want to have that when you get home and you want to get that in the cab and then the next day you might realize that like he might smell it right because he's sober (laughs) (laughs) good stuff okay better move on you left Cardiff after two years of having fun and enjoying hockey to then go to Russia two
0: yeah no i go to oh hold on yeah thank you very much two seconds hey who's here uh my wife's here just just uh doing hi a little... nice to meet you i'm wally yeah, uh, she's she's doing a little apple there from topping wow. up a glass she very didn't nice, think very i was gonna ni- be very for, nice of her very for nice almost her. two hours one glass so, of wine for two hours is not enough thank you it's not, it's not good is it well it's a big no. glass but <clears throat> so yeah no i Again, I'm enjoying yeah. my hockey at that point again. And I'm and thinking, then you go oh, to that- Russia.
1: Why what what are you thinking? Is it the money? The money got to you. Yeah,
0: money it? got me. Money yeah. got me. Shit. Um yeah, so I go back to my hometown, believe me or not. I, I'm some sort of a what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the people that try to sell harm? I'm like, <laughs> I did that. I went yeah. from my something you I went ran from away- being a goal scorer to like no, I something that I ran away from from like yeah, like yeah. the old school coach. I actually go back to my hometown, which now's got money. Okay, <laughs> Uskhmenogorsk, which is like still a hockey town, and they're in the in the uh, the second you know the second league from the KHL. Now they're paying big bucks, and they bring me in as an import, believe it or not, because once you leave Russia, like they take your uh, you you're not allowed dual citizenship, so. At you're either Russian or you're not Are you with us or are you against us right? so mm-hmm. so I go there and it's like whole thing over again <laughs> the two a day, the lead vests the you know the works oh, uh, now and now and now we. and you've been in Cardiff
1: this. for two years having fun
0: Yeah so I go from that to self-harm again like why am I doing this? Mm. Uh, the combination of that and are we
1: so uh, I'm just curious money wise are we talking like three times more four times more how i never how much, thought of it that way um, how much more is it to get you to do that shit because i do know there is a price to it because
0: it was five times the money
1: five times yeah and that was the price that would get you to do that shit
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah i'll do anything for the money yeah. <laughs> i'm
1: I know. like
0: i'm like how long do i have left at that point i'm yeah. What am I, like 30 or whatever? You
1: know, It's like when I went to Beatingheim and we went July 1st and ran around a track like we were track athletes for a month. And I bet you it took off years of my life and my knees life. Um, I'll never forget the first year I went over there. A guy said, I bet you, Wally, he was 42 years old at the time. He goes, we're all walking back complaining about it. He goes, I bet you you're 23. He's like, I bet you you just took 10 years off your hockey career with what we just did.
0: Well, that same year. <laughs> That same year, I go to Hailbron, uh, but we weren't as good as Beedingheim because right. we didn't run any track.
1: Because you <laughs> didn't, because you didn't show up in July and break yourselves. Well, the next year, I hurt my knee and uh, uh. things changed. But that is how another way how we know each other. I didn't even realize that you were in Hailbron the year we won it in Beedingheim.
0: Really? So what does that mean? I played against you.
1: I did we play against each other? That's what I was trying to figure out. Cause I didn't realize you went to hell broad and I didn't realize you were in the league. When I was there, we won it that year. I, I yeah,
0: was, I remember them being really good. So like,
1: well, yeah, that was your, I, I was really good. That was my best year of hockey. Well,
0: there you go. I must've yeah. remembered you. Maybe I've seen you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Got fat in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't
0: put you up in the agent's house. Um, That was the mistake. Maybe
1: maybe um no no um they they had us work run so much in july i was like i i, I it was horrible horrible how much we worked out in july <sighs> couldn't do it the rest of the season every time i had a chance not to i wouldn't you know but so i don't know if we played against each other or not but you definitely went there when yeah, i was I have there to
0: maybe have a look at the years i don't because obviously i don't know what year the year played. we
1: won in beatingheim you were in hellbron i don't know if we ever played you while you were there though because that was there well we did
0: year. I remember playing against you Well, then, as in like be- uh, as in beating, huh? I don't we definitely played against guys. each other then well, there you go
1: I, ha- I, did- I know this for a fact I did not miss a hockey game for 10 seasons and then I missed a whole bunch after that <laughs>
0: <laughs> you went too much in the beginning I went 10
1: years I did not miss for a sickness or anything other than being healthy scratched in the AHL other than that i never missed a game for 10 years
0: you went too hard yeah, in the beginning broke the it <laughs> <laughs> what's the impression i'm not going to say the expression um yeah
1: <laughs> um what else do i got here so you go to russia it wasn't fun do you got to live in those like hotels there then the whatever they're called no baza
0: baza no.
1: you didn't no, have no, to no. do that
0: no i didn't have to do that you're in your hometown the where you grew up? I am a whole town. My grandfather gets to come and watch me play. Really? For the first time after I was 16 years old. Well, that's that, e- that's easier to
1: sign for five times the money and wear the no, weighted vest.
0: But that was that was the biggest pressure including NHL I ever encountered in my career. Because my grandfather is the one who actually introduced me to hockey, put me, out. he was the like the fan number one for that team. He was like I think he ran a fan club or something stupid like that. Like, it was a big deal to him, okay? Mm-hmm. And him watching me and getting his approval and be actually good and, you know, impress yep. him was the most important thing
1: And did ever. you? Uh,
0: partially. I wanted to do better. <laughs> I wanted to do better. Don't, like don't I said, we all. I, I left and I went to Hellbroad.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that you do leave and go to Hellbrot. So did you play for you played for Rico Rossi then? Yeah. I did. He's a shed guy. He came on. Did he? Cuz I played for Hellbron. Did
0: you? I didn't I, know. After
1: I left Beatingheim, I played for Brown last oh, year in Germany. Rico signed me, then nice. told me to kindly leave.
0: Man.
1: Yeah. Never went back to Germany.
0: Uh, yeah. It was a strange. It was a really weird. They when we finished our season, they just literally brought in the whole new team. They just it's the turnover of place is incredible. I...
1: Same thing happened to me when I was there. Was if you don't win, they have their Germans are going to bring back, but the imports. Yeah, Germans still the same. Can pretty well switch all them.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fine.
1: and they did, and you know it's okay. I know why. There's a lot of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. So you go to Hellbrunn.
0: What'd you think of that place? I enjoy myself. I enjoy myself. It's it's a small, quiet town, I guess. There's not much going on, but I found a way. I'm interested where
1: you're living and everything, but we're not going to get into that. There's too much shit to cover. After that, then, that season, right? You guys get put out first round. Then you go to uh, Cardiff for five straight years again.
0: There you go. I go back to my comfort zone. I'm um, like, right, enough now. Yeah. I think I'm just going to, you know, I need – like a base somewhere. Why did uh, you
1: I, leave the Ru- Russia? Why'd you leave?
0: Well, to to the Hellbarn. Russia thing, Russia was crazy because I was the last import to leave because they, they parted ways with the other two imports quicker than that. But it was, I don't know if you remember, it was a big uh, credit crunch back in whatever the year was. And oh, our yeah. team is sponsored by a steel um, factory, which was absolutely on their ass where people like picketing outside they weren't getting paid yet
1: they got a hockey team
0: yeah they got a hockey team with imports that getting paid five times more than they should have get paid probably yeah
1: yeah so, i do know what you're talking about because in beating high with the steelers we were getting paid a little bit more than we probably should too and um that was all about going up to the dl and we were going to win a championship and then we did win the championship and then we never got to go up because they had no money because we were sponsored the- by porsche
0: That was the credit crunch that the last one was a big one. And uh, we all got asked to take pay cuts. Uh, In my case, the more you were making, the more pay cut they have been asked to make. So in my case, they asked me to take 80% pay cut. So that wasn't going to bode well. So I wasn't going to 80%
1: pay pay cut. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So I wasn't going to stay there and do two a day in the lead vest for... 20% of the deal. Same money I would be making in Cardiff. (laughs) Yeah. And going to Chippy Lane. And having
1: fun and going to Chippy (laughs) Lane and running a muck. (laughs) Yeah. So. What a mess. That makes a lot of sense now. When you talk to people, their careers make way more sense. Um, (laughs) So, okay. So then Elbron, that happens. They switch the team like they do when they lose. And they've switched their team for 20 to 30 years every They
0: brought you instead again. Did you, you So you fired me again. I didn't know. I didn't go
1: I didn't go that year. I didn't go till 2000. Ah, okay. Like that No, Beatingheim liked me for at least 3 more years and then they're like, "Nah, you got to go." Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> then I went, yeah. It was in that lockout. The next lockout. But everybody knows where they're at in lockouts cuz those years suck. Right? But anyways, um 5 straight years in Cardiff. So, You were on the team that broke the record, the Guinness Book thing.
0: Yeah, I get on the Guinness Book record. So you played with Finner. Yeah. The George
1: brothers were basically on the team then. (laughs) They still on the team. Pretty much, I think, right? Yeah, I know exactly. They They should be. That's how you win championships, is getting guys like that on the team. You
0: got you got good support.
1: Well, you have to have that. Like when you think about Andrew Hotham and how much he loved Cardiff and playing for the Cardiff Devils. George brothers are a big part of that. Yeah. I think Todd Kelvin knew what he had with the George brothers right from the start. And that's why he wanted them around all the time because happy hockey players well, play better. And if you're with the George brothers, you're happier,
0: but I'm surprised Lord didn't fire George brothers either.
1: Well, when he come in, I mean, Lord was okay with it at somewhat, right? Like he, <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't really have a choice. <laughs> At that <laughs> I point. don't think they
0: give you a choice, do they?
1: <laughs> no, oh, they're, they're the best, eh?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So you're on that same team that went to this cameo club then. Were you part of that?
0: Cameo club.
1: They say that, I think it was Finner said they would go to the cameo club before games, the year of the record-breaking year. They would all go for beers before games or something. Around uh, weekends. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know what cameo club is. Because I don't think I was invited. Mm. Um but I've gone to other clubs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe I'm just making shit up. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Maybe it's but- a cold world. I don't even know cameo club exists.
1: So did you guys know you're going to break the us Book of World Records when you were doing that?
0: Mm, obviously, no. Like, like, towards
1: were you guys just playing and just playing and it was we just all just- happen?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was just like one of those, like what I said to you my last years in, in Swindon. It was just kind of, it was one of those, you show up to the ring, and I know it sounds cheesy, but you just kind of knew you were gonna win. It's like when you get it, you know, when you get into a flow and you feel unbeatable. <laughs> you
1: get into a funky groove as a team. Yeah, you
0: get, yeah. yeah. So that was weird, but, but right towards the end, somebody like I don't know how that somebody even looked that up. Um, but he's like, Oh, do you know? Like we're like five or six games off the world record. Like, What? Yeah, so
1: And it happened.
0: And it you happened, but only it. lasted a year or two. Oh, I really? Remember. Yeah, I think another team in the A, maybe. Somebody beat it pretty much straight away after it hasn't been touched in years and years.
1: Ah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's I thought it. you guys might still have it. No. Um, Okay, well, so five straight years in Cardiff. So they're all at the big blue tent then.
0: They're all at the big blue tent. And I thought it was going to cl- I That's what I wanted to do. The blue big blue tent was scheduled for three to five years, but it lasted ten and I thought I was going to close it out, but I didn't get a chance to close it out. That was my dream. Sorry but about that. That's all right. You, you just took my job and kind of... Wasn't
1: like, me. I'm right, I know. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lord, oh, eh? What a punk. No. So you played with him then, and then he didn't ask you back? Is that what, how it worked?
0: No, it was worse than that. It was oh. worse than that. I actually got signed for next season, and a lot in and said, no, thanks very much. We're going to cancel your con- contract. <laughs> 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 Oops. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, but can you blame Loretta? Because I can't, like, if, if that would have tagged, that decision would have tagged, that would have been a different conversation. But can you blame him? Because he goes into a very successful few years then, right?
1: Well, so, he, he, and the, the thing so is, is I, as a player, you don't know, right? And like, when I was at Beatingheim and I was so angry with the coach, of how he treated me and the way he went about letting me go was really not the way I would do things. Um, I'll put it lightly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, like when a coach comes in and wants to make it their own, you got to be able to change some things. And for me in the second German league, like you had two two of my buddies are on two year deals. So they're already back. This guy wants to change things. Well, you can't change much other than imports. Well, he's got to get rid of me. But the way he did it was just not right, but hopefully Lordo did it at least somewhat right with you, but it sucks you already had signed a deal.
0: Yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the biggest frustration was because at that point, I'm seven years in and to me, this is pretty much my home, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I come back from Germany and Russia to be like, right, you know what? I just want to make it my home now. I just want to play out my career. And I think I I And you're good
1: every year there.
0: So it's, you know, it's strange. There's got to be reasons that maybe I haven't been told yet or kind of been told maybe, but I just, you know, maybe not enough um, to kind of warn them. It but <laughs> it's kind of easy to say when somebody gets let go, of course, I, initially, initially, yeah, I was angry. I was upset and hurt, but he's got a job to do. He's not, the coaches are not in the business of, oh, I'm going to upset this guy. I'm going to hurt this guy. You know, they have a vision. Yeah. They have um, a certain way of the type of players that they want, the type of people maybe that they want, maybe the type of people who behave certain way. So, and if the, if the people don't behave certain way, maybe they're not, they can't be part of that vision. So, I respect that part.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but yeah, nevertheless, it was hurtful. But I, I think at the, I tried to even negotiate my way back. I said, I think I said I wouldn't even play for free because one of the sp- like sponsors said, the- actually you can work for me um and i was gonna do a kind of thing i even said you can have me as an extra forward like i tried everything i just didn't want to go anywhere because yeah just wanted to live sure here. like i just want i don't want to relocate now i've met my wife like i don't want to you know be long doing the so, long we haven't thing. had
1: a love story in a while she brought you the glass of wine still loves you so 10 you- years in 10 where'd, years in, where'd man? you meet her and by the way
0: walton's Married
1: 13 years tomorrow. There you go. There yeah. you go.
0: You guys going strong. Well, I've been introduced to uh, to Kay, my wife, through Jared Adams, my coach. Ah. So he did. He's a good scout. He's he's now. He's like a full thing. He's a Drive, uh, like a, a party liaison.
1: He was the guy I talked to when I was trying to decide where I was going in the UK. He was with Sheffield, and I was. Yeah. With, yeah. No, yeah.
0: he had a successful career as coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he did a good job hooking me up too. Oh,
1: good. That's great. That's, that's, I love, love stories. Okay. Um.
0: Well, that's uh,
1: yeah. Cardiff is a special place. You met your wife there. You're exactly. still living there then.
0: Exactly. That's the problem. It was a special place. I just didn't want to go anywhere, but Hey,
1: the hockey world's still
0: hockey world a business, right? Is a business and you got to respect it for whoever runs the show. And, that's and it are. all
1: is about who you put in charge, what it's going to be like. Who's your head coach? Who's the guy in charge? Like, it is a big decision each year, right?
0: It is what it is. If you imagine we dissect our careers now, we would be sitting God. here. we we'll would be talking here for like months. Dude,
1: we could talk for a long time. I already <laughs> can figure that out. I just met you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can yeah. we just become best friends or I wouldn't go Well, oh, I try We're to. Like, we kind of <laughs> like have similarities, don't we?
1: A yeah, little a little bit. Know. There's some there, but like
0: you you're growing up in Kazakhstan.
1: I was in Elmira. <laughs> <laughs> hey, born in Kazakhstan, now we here. you know. Yeah. Uh sh- okay. So then you go to the Telford Tigers, the year that I go to Cardiff, right? So you do your five years. Um, I don't know what else we should talk about
0: there. Yeah, I go for I go for the Big fish in a small pond now, like the but classic. So, so and to...
1: that's one thing that I think hockey fans that who knows where they're from that listen to this shit, but um you can only play in that second league in the UK if you have a passport non-North American or now something. Now the,
0: right? the, the rules swapping and changing almost every year. At the time it was like they've expanded it to like six or five imports. So, all of a sudden, right now like, there is like real ones. No, now it's like two or three.
1: Because I remember Doug Clarkson had to have his like UK passport. Yeah. So, to that's
0: where this is where it benefited me because I've got my British pass now at that point. And they've opened you up. You got your British pass too. I got my British passport. Yeah. So, now actually, there's two years in um, Swindon where I wasn't even an import. So, like, I'm a Brit, so you can imagine. Really? Um, Yeah, so I... <laughs> so is like, the
1: EIHL sniffing around again? Or I guess no. you're still an import in
0: that league, though, right? In yeah, that League, I was still an import, yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> exactly, nothing makes sense. No. So I have to navigate and kind of, like, <laughs> to, to go see, like, where I kind of fall in. Sorry, um, UK
1: hockey. If you got holes in your game, the shed's going to find them. My bad. (laughs) Exactly. You just got exposed. (laughs) And I did think about this. Okay. And I know why they do it now. And they could get upset with me if they want all the big dogs, in UK hockey. Okay. The reason they do that, that those non British imports are still imports, but they got the British pass like an Evan Mosey. I think they do it to protect themselves from paying guys too much. They've made this rule that they're still imports. So Todd Kelman and David Sims don't get into a pissing match and decide to pay Evan Mosey way too much money because he's actually a Brit now and not an
0: import. You just went one step ahead of me where like, I don't give a shit about politics, especially in how, like, but then I think
1: in the shed, when you start talking around, you're like, well, I think I see it now. I think I see yeah, why they I, make these rules sense. now. I They're mean, protecting it, themselves from getting into a pissing match over how much to just, pay those guys.
0: It just makes sense. But at this point, I'm just so fed up and angry with the whole thing. I, I, just went, to... I, I went through all that. You yeah, just gotta so go I'm to just, your
1: shed and talk about it.
0: I, so what I did, I just went to Swindon and trying to, like, just enjoy myself and play as hard as I can and just literally just enjoy it. And did you play with Chris Jones sir? Of course I did. I was on CJ the road with him. just got married? Yeah, yeah, I was on the road with him pretty much every game. Or he's every, a
1: good player. Every, he's one of yeah. those guys that in the
0: Eihl, if that guy gets no. more ice time, right? But that's what benefited him is he's been playing like first line minutes, second line minutes, all of a sudden, and he's matured. And I think he should have been back in the elite league, but whatever.
1: Yeah, no, he like that guy could play. I thought he was a player, right? For a young, he punk. is, yeah, he
0: is, but. Uh, we all have got our situation, and now he's getting like older. You look at him uh, just getting married.
1: Yeah, we um, do so all get gotta, older, don't you we? You got
0: to do what you got to do. Like, I don't think Elite League allows you to have two jobs, really. It's a more full time commitment. Whereas in the second, you can make double the money, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> right.
1: Because then you're working and playing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, never got into that honey hole. The older
0: you're getting, the, the money becomes more and more important. Because you now you got wives and kids and mortgages,
1: and it does matter. The how much you're getting paid does matter. Then, right? It does like, it does?
0: Yeah. I, I wish I hope it didn't matter, but it does.
1: It's weird because when I was 22 and like I or whatever it was when I left Western Michigan and I got my first paycheck to play hockey, like when I got to the HL and they paid me to play hockey, like legitimately every two weeks, I was floored. I couldn't believe it that people were paying me money to do what I'd love to do. It's like the first time I got paid to come that, to talk to guys in my shed to podcast. I was like, there's no way I actually make money talking to my friends.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't usually make money talking to my friends. It's very rare, but it's cool when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Isn't it? <laughs> it? It really is. I hope it happens more. You know, you the only the only rules for sponsoring the shed is you can't tell me who to talk to, when to talk to them or how to talk to them. Other than that, you can be a sponsor. right? You unemployable. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much. Like I know I heard your name so much when I was in Cardiff. Obviously I have my tie with the devil's fans and you have it from a different generation, but like, they love you there, dude. You're a hero there. And so many people
0: like wanted you on and I wanted to meet you. I wanted to hear the story. Why do real. you think, why do you think I was here and still here? I love them. Like, I love the city. Like I, I love, I made it my home. It's like, it my home now. So I commit it. I'm part committed. Okay. So I, I, I'm not just, you're not home. just
1: flying in for a weekend for Matthew well, Myers, no, right? No, you're you're, you're just, living it.
0: I wish I'd seen them all, but I kept playing for like seven or eight years after I left and I played in the same nights kind of thing. So I hardly ever come to see the game. And now that I'm retired, now this is a good part where I can take my kids and just go and see the game and just enjoy the
1: game. And then like,
0: and I think that's one thing
1: Todd Kelvin's good with is like the older guys that have played for the team that he knows the fans have a tie with, he usually can, uh, make sure that all goes good. Right. That like the devils remember their history.
0: Exactly. That's never in question. That's the first thing you say, you all come back, your kids are welcome back. And yeah. So can't fault them.
1: No, and I can't wait for like, so we'll do this testimonial. I'm coming over by myself, but like, after that, like my goal in life is, is to make enough money to take my family so that they could experience like a real Devil's game, right? Like at the age you're at now. It's been a long time. You know
0: what the do you know the gutting thing is? They'll never experience the proper devil's game at the blue tent.
1: They won't. No.
0: That's no. the sad thing. I know, because that that was oh, man. that, that was, was something. That was something, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a good place to finish, isn't it? It on really the, is. On, but on a bit the bit did the, the showers bit of moment, and toilets work when you were there? Uh it was a hit and miss. Especially in the away locker rooms.
1: <laughs> Especially when Dees would take a shit in their toilet. And this has been another episode of Two Ales Hockey <laughs> Tales with Boom Boom and Wally.
0: Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive me. I'm like Scott, I bands. I'm like these towns and